The Tigers tie again as the spring training roster gets shorter and shorter today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, March 24th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I guess in the intro, I should have used the word smaller and smaller, not shorter and shorter, right? The roster. The spring training roster gets smaller and smaller, not really shorter. The height of the dudes that are making the team is not shrinking. But but the roster is getting shorter, and we'll touch on that. Uh, I think only one or two moves uh, have been made since yesterday. Tigers did play another spring training game on Wednesday. Tied again. A lot of people have a lot of things to say about a tie, and ties shouldn't exist. They don't exist, dude. They don't. This is spring training. These games don't matter at all. They don't count. So ties don't exist. It's really okay. Um, but people hate ties in any capacity, apparently. So just take a breath. It's okay. None of this matters. Uh, the individual performances, however, do matter. And there's still a lot of there's still a lot of, of competition in some areas with this roster. And there's still plenty of dudes that are that are playing for their roles within the organization. Really good game for a lot of individual players. This one, six to six tie against the Pittsburgh Pirates. A lot of uh, a lot of real, uh, guys that showed out and and had the re- some really good games. Akil Badu being the most noteworthy one, I think. Uh, Badu going three for three with a double this game, and his last hit being off a lefty. Uh, we've been talking about it all off season, all early spring training. Badu can hit. He's hitting 500 now. And spring training, I'm pretty sure, somewhere around there at the time of this recording. Um, but you, you got to remember, the big thing with him is going to be his ability to hit left-handed pitching. And I've said it a billion times, and I'm going to keep saying it. But it's by far the most important thing to look out for with him. And he had a hit off the lefty face today. Nice little shot to right field. It was a beauty. So really good piece of hitting, really good game all around for Badu. Uh, He continues to be kind of just a spring training Barry Bonds. Uh, Do you guys remember when Bally did that last year? I want to say it was like two or three weeks into the season. I think I tweeted something out like that. I think I tweeted out like Bally Sports. Like we as a community have lost our damn minds and I'm like here for it or something like that. And it was – it was Bally had a side-by-side of Badu and Barry Bonds. I was like, look how similar they are. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> okay. I mean, we, we've completely lost it. We've gone off the deep end. But his start last year was uh, will we'll be part of Tiger's lore forever, that's for sure. So I'm, I'm all about it. I'm still all about it. But it was, it was definitely a funny little moment there. But that all being said, main moral of the story here. 
Akil Badu, really, really solid game. Showed some good power. His double was off the center field wall. Uh, and then the hit off the lefty is obviously a big thing. So really, really impressed by Badu today. Yesterday, as you're listening to this, uh, Eric Haas finally gets his first hit of the spring. Beauty. Um, let's see. Robbie Grossman, not too much to report on. Victor Reyes played in this game, and he got the final out. However, the final out was a deep fly ball that almost, that's, that's a home run in some parks. Not in Comerica, and not where they were playing today. Not a, not a Joker Merchant, but uh, it was it, it was it was gone in a lot of parks. That was a deep fly ball to dead center field, uh, and just was almost a walk off homer. Two outs, bottom of nine though would be the last batter of the game. Victor Reyes's status on this team, I, I think, is um, it, it hasn't changed per se, but with now 28 man rosters likely in April, Victor Reyes, we, we could be seeing, we could be seeing some Victor Reyes, no matter whether you like it or not. Victor Reyes could be, could be around here, uh, in, on opening day. Look, man, I, I don't have anything against Victor Reyes. Everybody thinks that I just like hate this dude. I don't hate Victor Reyes. I, I just think it's ridiculous that hopefully this era is over because we're actually going to start being competitive again with real players. But over the rebuilding years, like the really bad years, he was just for some reason one of the most talked about and controversial players within the entire organization. I thought that was stupid. Like, it's Victor Reyes. He's like a fourth outfielder on a good team. And and even then, like, you can probably find a better one. Like, he's he's a he's a 4A outfielder. I, it, it was just so ridiculous to me that he continued to be one of the most talked about players in the entire organization year in and year out. It, it drove me insane. So, who knows what opening day is going to hold. But with the expanded roster, he, he was already probably in the running – because they're the Tigers and we love him for some reason. But with the expanded rosters, if you're going to carry five outfielders, one of them's probably going to be Victor Reyes. Uh, Jamer, not a great game. Looked uh, looked a little, little lost at the plate at times. Let's get into the fun ones. Uh, Derek Hill homered, barely hit the top of the wall and went over. But a homer's a homer, baby. Uh, got a good piece of it. Hit it to right field as well. The wind was really carrying to left field this game, so a lot of the the balls hit up and, and into left carried. But right field, not so much. So it was definitely a, a, a big boy homer. Um, and look, you don't need me to say it again. Derek Hill, just, just be a league average hitter. You're going to be unbelievably valuable to this team. So really, really interesting there to keep an eye on him. Again, especially with... The, I, I would say, one outfield spot wide open at least, possibly two, especially if you throw in the addition of 28-man rosters in April. So those guys are all going to be something to keep an eye on for. Uh, Spencer Torkelson with another hit. Beauty, man. Absolute beauty. And, and when, he loves to go the opposite way, which is awesome. And it's not because he's just like late on everything. Like He genuinely wants to send those pitches the opposite way if they're on the outer part of the plate. Uh, he, he's remarkable and I can't wait. And I hope he's on the opening day roster. I hope, I hope he's the opening day starting first baseman so badly. 
him and Riley Green. Riley Green also this game had a triple. Uh, first AB, I believe he struck out. Got, uh, got again, just swinging through everything as we talked about yesterday. And then got a hold of one it was a grounder but but really got a hold of and turned on on one that went right down the first baseline into the right field corner and he's fast enough and athletic enough to where he stretched it out that's the word into the triple um really solid performance by him he also played center today and i think that was probably the biggest storyline for him um he played center and actually looked really really good um (laughs) Just cut myself on this table somehow. Um, looked really, really solid in, uh, in in center defensively. First step back looked really, really good. His reaction time looked really good. Uh, didn't really get to test the arm too terribly much, but I'm not really worried about that either. That's like he, he has a good arm. But the, the biggest thing is just going to be can he man a center field in Comerica Park? That's always been the, the the big question and and will continue to be throughout his rookie season. He looked really, really solid defensively today. I was very, very impressed. Got to balls quickly, took really good routes. Like I said, first step back on all of them. Wasn't didn't didn't get cheated out there. It was it was a really, really impressive performance. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. I hope we just keep playing him in center. You know, I, I understand, you know, you got to get Derek Hill some time too. And Riley Green doesn't have to play all nine innings in center, but I would like him to keep getting reps in center field uh, until we, until we get to opening day, just so that we can get him as much experience as possible, but looked really good today. All right. We will get into uh, the pitching side of things and the remainder of this game. But first I got to tell y'all about betonline.net. It's that time of year. It's college basketball's tournament, baby. Go blue, by the way. From all the latest odds, contests, player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. We are back here for another another segment, segment two of Locked On Tigers. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Locked On MLB prospects, go check it out. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Just like us, we are on the YouTube. So go check us out, everybody. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a party this year, having uh, being on YouTube and being able to do a lot of fun, cool stuff with that. So already got subscriber count well into the uh, well over a hundred, I should say, in in a week. I think this episode is one week on YouTube officially. So super super cool. Already an awesome response. And let yeah, let's keep it going. It's going to be a fun 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 season for a lot of reasons, uh, and one of them being us being on YouTube for real. It's going to be cool. Um, let's get into the pitching side of things for this game. Erod got the start, four innings pitched, two hits, one earned run, and five strikeouts on no walks. He continues to impress the hell out of me. He just pounds the strike zone like no other man. It's it's just everything is in the zone. You can't take a pitch off if you're a hitter. It's remarkable to watch. 
And the very first batter of the game took him yard into that that big gust of wind over there in left field for this game. Um, and then after that, he was just shut down. You know, you take out the one homer. So since or after the one home run, it was four innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, five Ks. Not a bad day at the office, you know, really not a bad day at, at work. Uh, and, and like I said, it really stops and starts with his ability to just fill up the strike zone. You are, he, he throws a lot of paint and he gets ahead of pretty much every single batter he faces. Like straight up, nearly every single batter this game he, he was ahead of. Just first pitch strike, got ahead of him. Then they're in a hole, and then then you just take advantage, and uh, it's it's really really cool to see. And there's a reason that we paid him big money, and there's a reason that he is going to be the opening day starter for this team because he is the best pitcher on this team at the current moment. So cannot wait to see him keep going. I mean, four innings in your second start of spring, fifty three pitches, really solid. Uh, outing as is, especially when you're trying to get stretched out. And yeah, by opening day, I have, I have no doubt that he's going to be, he's going to be ready to roll more K's than innings pitched fastball looked great. Location of the fastball looked great. Uh, change looked really good. He was all around really, really solid. I was pretty pumped. Michael Fulmer on the other end of the spectrum there, uh, did not look very solid. The velocity was concerning. For Fulmer. Fulmer only went one third, only recorded one out, went out there to start the fifth and got pulled uh, in the in with only one out in the inning. Two hits, two runs, one walk, no strikeouts on 20 pitches, 19 pitches. Um, the the velocity was the biggest concern. I'm not concerned about him getting pulled necessarily. I mean, there were runners on base and he had already given up. Uh, a couple of runs. He gave up a 113 mile an hour single and then a home run right after. So like he got hit around, you know, but I, I think the only reason that he got pulled really, because going into the game, Hinch kind of made a note to himself, like this is how many pitches we're going to let Fulmer go this game. And he hit that or was close to it. I think it was probably around 20. So I, I'm not too concerned with like, oh, he looked so bad he got pulled. I think that was more of a pitch count thing. However, he did not look very good. And, and the radar gun was like 91, 92. Uh, look, it's early in spring. He's got time to, to stretch it out. He's got time to get that velocity back to, to where we want it and where he wants it and where the coaching staff wants it and where the organization wants it and where everybody wants it, right? Um but not, not great today. Just didn't have it. And I'm hoping that this is not a sign of things to come of like, oh, uh, you know, the velocity is going to be way down now. But just like we don't ride too high with the highs, we don't ride too low with the lows. At the end of the day, it's still a spring training game. Uh, it's one of his first appearances in spring training. He's got plenty of time to get that back up, you know, three weeks still. Uh, to get that velocity back up over two weeks at least, whatever, how, however time works, time's a myth. And uh, so I I've, I still have full faith that he'll be fine. At the end of the day, it's one outing in spring, but definitely didn't have it today. Uh, Gregory Soto also got hit around a little bit. 
uh, but still had two strikeouts because he's Gregory Soto, and that's how Gregory Soto works. So one inning, three hits, two runs, two Ks. Uh, I think the biggest thing with him is just watching his command and watching his his velocity. The velocity was around 98 again. Beauty, we'll take it. And the command was, I thought it was actually pretty solid. I mean, two of the hits were kind of seeing eye, especially the very first hit he gave up in the inning was just a seeing eye, like, oh, it, you know, found its way through. We had a shift on, it went against the shift, whatever. Um, not gonna, uh, you know, it was not very hardly hit anything like that. So I'm, I'm not going to take too much off on him on that, but, uh, it, it's, I mean, no walks, but three hits. Like he's just got a, <laughs> he's, he's just got to work on the less base runners thing. That's it. That That's Gregory Soto's biggest, biggest thing is, is less base runners. And I'm glad we didn't get any walks, but he gave up several hits. Usually it's the other way around, whatever. We're going to chalk it up again, just as we said with Fulmer. It's one spring training appearance at the end of the day. We'll move on and see what happens. Alex Lang looked really good. One inning, one K on 15 pitches. Uh, perfect inning outside of outside of nothing. Perfect inning. Um, looked really solid. His curveball is something filthy, man. That Alex Lang curveball is, 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 is legit. That thing dances like crazy. Uh, I'm really, really pumped for him. He has had a a pretty solid spring. Well, again, when it comes to how good his stuff has looked, he's in the same boat as as Greg. Got to work on the the command a little bit. Got to work on the the accuracy of some of those pitches, especially his secondary pitches. Honestly, his fastball too. He really just needs to work on the command all around. But the stuff is so nasty. I'm really hoping that he gets, especially with the expanded rosters, like I said, that he gets. Uh, kind of an opportunity to to impress this season, and I think he will. Uh, only other pitcher I think that's noteworthy is Andrew Chafin made his Tigers debut, and it was solid, pretty solid. He had a walk in the inning, but besides that, no hits, 11 pitches, no runs. Gets to go home to his farm. Not really because he's in Florida, but, you know, it's the premise. He looks solid. Had a PFP there. Looked, uh, looked, <laughs> the Tigers, Tigers Twitter had a ball with the video of him running, hauling to first base to get the out. Uh, he shaved for picture day. So he looks a little different. Uh, he's here. He's here. It, it's fun to see him finally out there. Um, and he's going to be a very vital part to this bullpen this season, as we've talked about before. Going to be extremely important. And I, I, I really can't wait to see how this bullpen is going to operate because Soto, like we talked about, is not going to necessarily get the ninth inning. He's going to get the highest leverage situation after the starter gets pulled. Um, and so I'm interested in seeing who the number two is going to be. I would imagine it is Chafin. So, you know, Soto gets, let's say, the... I don't know, end of the seventh inning. We got one out in the seventh, but then the opponent's heart of the lineup is is due up. So we bring in Soto to end the seventh. Maybe he starts the eighth too, right? Gets an out. Then who comes in? You got an inning and two-thirds left. Who's the next guy out of the bullpen? I think you probably do go Chafin as it stands currently. He gets you to the ninth. Maybe he even just finishes the game, but he definitely finishes the eighth. 
and then maybe you reevaluate and just do situationally in the ninth. You you have your guys like Fulmer. Hopefully you'll have Funkhauser. Funkhauser, it sounds like, is probably not going to be ready on opening day, which again opens another bullpen spot for somebody on this spring training roster. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of what I'm interested in. Just who's going to be the the second most high leverage? We know Soto has been confirmed by Hinch as being the top. Who's going to get? Who's going to be the next dog? I think it's probably Chafin, and then after that, it's another discussion. All right, we are going to get into um, what? Well, I do want to talk a little bit about Ryan Kreidler, and then I want to talk about some of the roster moves that are made. So we'll get into that here. Some nice water. Let's just get into it. Let's just go right in. We won't even do... Yeah, let's just do it. Let's just get right into it. Okay, so Ryan Kreidler had a grand slam this game, right? Had a grand slam to give us a lead, actually, and then we blew that lead uh, in the bottom of the eight or top, top of the eighth, not whatever, not important. We took the lead. It was two to five. Ryan cried their grand slam, six to five. Tigers give up a solo shot, six to six. And then that's the final. Kreidler, it was a it was a nice piece of hitting too. He got a hold of that. I ain't gonna lie. He got a hold of it. Uh, he has last season very quickly became one of the most talked about prospects in the entire organization for a plethora of reasons. The biggest being nothing to do with his performance per se, but uh, he became such a noteworthy person within the organization because it sounded like the organization was trying to convince us that we didn't need to sign a shortstop this offseason and could go in with Kreidler and be fine. And there were some talking heads of the organization uh, that were relaying this. There were some beat writers slash retired beat writers, I'll say, uh, that also had this opinion and had this stance of we should just let Kreidler play short and not sign anybody. Uh, the Tigers obviously did bring in Javi Baez, thankfully. Very, very solid move. Going to be a huge upgrade over what we've had. But Ryan Kreidler remains. Right, he is still here, and he had a phenomenal season last year. He was very, very good. I think it's just going to be fascinating to be able to sit back and watch what he does in Toledo because he's not going to make the MLB roster on opening day, at least. It's going to be fascinating to see the season that he has in Toledo, knowing that there's no route for him to take over the starting job at shortstop anytime soon. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. There's no way. So you have that, and but he, he does have some experience at third and some experience at second. I think second's probably the route he would want to go long-term because Candelario still has a couple years left at third under arbitration. And then I would think, as it stands on March 24th, 2022, that we would extend Candelario, but we'll see, I guess. Um, and on second base, we don't really have a long-term plan. We have Scopey for another year, just this season, and then that's it. Don't have anyone really waiting in the works. 
Cody Clemens, I guess, has had a pretty nice spring, but I have a ton of reservations about him being the long-term solution there at second base. Uh, and honestly, I think the biggest thing is just, I mean, I mean, Kreider has was better than anybody else that could play second last season within the organization that's not obviously on the major league roster. Kreider was better than Isak. He was better than Clemens. Like he he had a he had an unreal year. He really did. So I I, I think that it's just going to be really interesting to see what he can do this year, knowing that there's a lot more reinforcements at the major league level. And even if he does kill it, it still might not lead to him being in the majors anytime soon. That different mindset of, of, uh, of last year versus this year is a pretty big one. And just kind of the general feel of, of everything. Everything's different now going into, into, into competing mode versus rebuild mode. Everything's different. So I'm really interested in seeing what Cryther can do this year. Um, I think that's about it for the game. The only th- other thing I want to bring up is the fact that the Detroit Tigers did officially make their spring training roster a little bit smaller as Joey Wentz has been optioned to double A. So now the spring training roster sits at 52. Um, so it's 12 dudes bigger than the 40 man. And there's already been some dudes on the 40 man get sent down as well. So it's not even all the 40 man being up there versus not. Um, oh, that's the other thing I want to talk about. Actually, Spencer Turnbull, it looks like he might be the only player in the organization, uh, to go to arbitration this season. Uh, Spencer Turnbull, obviously last year, Gets Tommy John. So sad. So sad. He can be so good, man. I cannot wait for him to come back and be healthy. Uh, But he is still recovering, obviously. Nowhere really close to to being ready to go. That being said, everybody else that was arbitration eligible seemed to be dealt with out of an arbitration hearing and just was given a one-year deal, whereas the... Turnbull versus the Tigers situation, they seem to want to go to arbitration. Uh, they and they still appear to be pretty comfortably off, like 750 to 800 K off in where they both think they deserve to get paid. So they'll go to arbitration and have it out. Um, I it would be a hell of a, a, a take if the court. Man, like, could you imagine if if they actually sided with Turnbull? Like, hey, you're barely – you might not pitch this year. Like, you you genuinely might not pitch at the major league level this year, but you you did so well before your Tommy John last year that we're going we're gonna to side with you. That would be pretty ballsy. I'd love it. I don't know. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on for. Spencer Turnbull did not seem very happy. He was asked about it by Evan Petzold, I think. It was either him or Cody Stavenhagen. Uh, and, his, and his response was, quote, no comment. So there you go. Uh, really making a lot of friends in the organization. The ownership has this offseason. So that's something, again, to keep an eye out for. But back to the original point, Joey Wentz down to double A. Narrows down the list of players that are going to make be able to eligible to make the bullpen out of camp even smaller 
I don't think anyone expected Fiedo or Wentz to necessarily make the team out of camp, but it is interesting him starting in double A, Fiedo starting in single A. They're both going to get stretched out a little bit more. If they do well, could be a late season type of thing. So I think that's all I got for you. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And I think that'll do it. I think that's it. We're more spring training games to come as we uh, as we go forward, and obviously uh, we will start keeping tabs uh, or continue to keep tabs on the players that get demoted as the spring training roster gets smaller and smaller. Peace and love, going to therapy's dope, and I will catch y'all. Tom, yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> go Tigers, baby.